If you have tithes and offerings, uh, you, you can feel free to put them in the boxes at each exit on the way out. We appreciate your faithfulness and your giving. I tell you, you've been such a wonderful, faithful people during all this COVID thing. We don't know when things are going to ever get back to normal. Maybe we don't need them to get back to normal. How many knows we serve an extraordinary God, so we don't want to get too ordinary or we won't be in the spirit. Amen. But uh, tonight we're going to get right into our devotion and then we'll be led by that uh, speaker into what areas of prayer that we need to be focused upon or what direction that uh, maybe uh, they will lead us in. Would you welcome Mike Burton to the platform, please? Amen. Thank you, everybody. Thank you Brother Miller. Praise the Lord. God's good, ain't he? Yeah, all the time, man. Well, it's good to see everybody tonight. Man, I'm glad to be in the house of the Lord. And uh, it's just awesome to be in the presence of God and, and uh, far as I'm concerned, we could have just kept singing. That'd have been great to me, man. Bible said in his presence, there's fullness of joy. And man, I'm, I'm, I'm thankful that the joy of the Lord is our strength and that he's just an awesome God. If you got your Bibles, turn to Matthew chapter 11. I want to speak just for a few minutes. And I, I know this is, uh, this is Wednesday night prayer meeting and, and, uh, we, uh, we, uh, come to spend time to pray and to seek God and to hear from heaven and just uh, trust God to do what only that God can do. And aren't you glad tonight that we just serve a, a, a mountain mover? And uh, how many ever went a period of time without the presence of God to where you just feel like, man, Lord, where are you at? What's, what's going on, Lord? I, I'm, I'm not been able to feel your presence and I've not been able to, uh, just feels like everything I say is bouncing off the wall and everything I'm doing, it just seems like you're not there. I think it, at some time in our lives, in our Christian walk, more than, more than just one time or two times, there's several times that we just go to those times where we just don't, feel God like we want to. And we always want to feel him, right? And I know that the just shall live by faith, and I know we don't go by feeling, but I'm just glad that I get those doodads every now and then and they run into each other. I just love the presence of God. And I love to know that when I pray that God hears me. And uh, we've been praying in, uh, on Mondays, me and Brother Miller and another fellow, Brother Craig, uh, we've been praying and trusting the Lord just to have his way in the church and, and what he's going to do. And I know the ladies pray as well, and, and we anticipate something that God is doing and that not only doing, but that he's fixing to do. And, and uh, we was talking the other night, and Brother Miller hit this uh, scripture on the head, and I really wanted to elaborate on it, but I, I didn't really want to either because I knew I was going to speak on it, but... Talks about in Matthew chapter 11, verse 12, it simply says this. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffered violence. <clears throat> and the violent take it by forth. And when he talked about that the other night, we, we was just talking a little bit about it. And I thought, man, you know, God, I already had it uh, uh, planned to speak. 
But it's talked about from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffered violence, but the violent take it by force. And I was reading up on it and I was doing some study because I always wondered, Lord, what are we doing here? I mean, what is, what is the purpose and the plan of the church? And what are you speaking to us? And what are you saying to us as a people of God? And, and I began to read up a little bit. And uh, it talked about that 400 years, the children of Israel didn't hear a word from God. Before John the Baptist come, no child of God had heard from, John the, uh, from God. And I thought, man, how could it be that he was so silent for so many years? But the Bible declared that he was. He didn't speak. His prophet, Malachi, came, and then John the Baptist was coming. And the Bible talked about that John was going to Pave the way, the voice of him that cried in the wilderness, prepare you the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert and the highway for our God. Even the valleys shall be exalted and every mountain and every hill shall be made low. And the crooked places shall be made straight and the rough places made plain. That's found in Isaiah chapter 40 verse 3. And I begin to think, man, just before the birth, the angel Gabriel I told Zachariah's father, and many of the children of Israel shall he turn to the Lord their God. He shall go before him in the spirit of the power of Elias to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just to make ready for the people and prepare for the Lord. This is what God was doing in John the Baptist's time. That God was, had a plan set up for him. And that God had a plan that, 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 that John the Baptist would be the one that would pave the way for Christ to come. I always pictured in the Bible that, that Elizabeth and that uh, Mary, when, when Elizabeth had uh, John the Baptist in her, in her stomach and Elizabeth was uh, present and, and had Jesus there. And the Bible said that when they hugged, that they kind of touched and that, that the baby leaped inside of them. Isn't it amazing how the power of God works and that God had a plan and that, 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 John, was, that John was here for a purpose and, and for a plan. And if you just bear with me for a minute, I'm going to get to the part that I want to talk about. But, but as God had a plan and everything was beginning to unfold, I thought about how that years ago the Bible said that Jesus knew me before I was ever formed into my mother's womb. And that God knew that you and I would be here tonight in the 21st century for such a time as this. That we're here for a purpose and a reason. That God, out of everybody else, God chose us to live in this day and this time. That of everybody else, God says, listen, I chose you to be here on April the 14th, 2021. And I begin to think about how that God prepared John the Baptist to be there that day to be the forerunner for Jesus Christ. And then the Bible talked about that all the people that heard him, the publicans, the just justified in God, being baptized and baptized by John. But the Pharisees and the lawyers, they rejected the counsel of God.
and they didn't like what was going on. But John preached the word. And one thing that John did, the Bible said that he preached and he, he, he preached the word in such a way that he didn't care what they thought about him. He didn't care if they got mad. He was going to proclaim this is the year of the Lord. And can I tell you tonight, church, that we can proclaim that Jesus is coming back just like he said. And the Bible's talked about from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffered violence, but the violent take it by force. There was a war that was raging behind the scenes. It was a spiritual war. Only the ones who pressed forward was going to be victorious. Every kind of war is a violent. There's nothing easy about a war. It, it, there's casualties. It's loss. But John had a holy zeal. Unless we are violent, we're not going to get anywhere. Unless we get to a place where we're rattled, ready to fight the battle, we're not going to make it. If we are hoping to be victorious, we got to do something about it. The Bible said that we must strive to enter into the straight gate. The Bible said that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darknesses, against spiritual wickednesses, the Bible says, in high places. There's a spiritual warfare going on. And the devil don't like it. He didn't like it when Jesus come on the scene. Matter of fact, the old king, he wanted to kill all the firstborn. He didn't want to see Jesus Christ rise up. He didn't like what John the Baptist had to say, so there was things going on. And we're in a battle. We are fighting it out tonight. We are moving forward. I don't care what it looks like on the outside. I know what the Spirit of God's doing on the inside. I don't care what the world looks like today. Jesus has got a plan, folks. I don't care how rough it looks, how terrible it looks. God's got a plan. And I can tell you tonight that as Jacob began to wrestle with the, the, the spirit of the Lord, the Bible said that he, he wrestled, he pursued, he strived, uh, he wrestled all night long. The Bible said that, that he, he, he just began to wrestle and said, ah, 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 I'm not leaving it till you bless me. And the angel said, let me go. I got to get out of here. And, and old Jacob said, no, no, sir, I'm not leaving until you bless me. I'm telling you, church, when we get busy about the Father's business, we begin to allow God to move and allow the Holy Ghost to have his way. I'm not leaving the altars of God until you bless me, Lord. I'm not leaving until this mountain that's in there gets out of the way. I'm not going to do it. I'm staying all night, Lord. I'll tarry. I'll fight this fleshly body. I'll put this thing under subjection. But, 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 but God, i got to have you tonight. I've got to have that move of the Holy Spirit, God. See, he, 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 he knew Jacob did. He said, I, I know if I want God to bless me, then I've got to keep fighting this fight. I've got to pursue this thing. I'm telling the church, you, you can believe what you want tonight, but we're in a war. We're in a war tonight. We've never been in a war such like we are tonight. 
We've not been in a, a, a war like the church is in tonight. Uh, but I know that my Redeemer lives tonight. I know that Jesus is on the throne. I know that he's got it all under control. But that doesn't mean that we should stop the warfare. Uh, uh, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, uh, but we fight spiritual weaknesses. Uh, you must well pin it down on your heart. you got a devil that hates you tonight. Uh, you must well know in your heart that the devil don't want you to do nothing for God. He wants to hinder. He wants to stop. He wants to not let you do anything. But let me tell you, there's somebody that's greater in me than he that's in the world. His name is Jesus. I believe if we'll begin to start speaking it, start declaring it, start believing what God's word says, I believe there's nothing that God won't do for the palace tonight. I just simply believe that my God is big enough and that he's able tonight to do anything that we asked him. And bear with me just for a second. But God stood on nothing. And as he stood on nothing, because there was nothing to stand on, in the beginning God, in the beginning God, he always is going to be God. He's never going to change. It's never going to make a difference what you and I think about it. But the living translation says it like this. And from the time of John the Baptist begin to preach until now the kingdom of heaven has been forcefully, forcefully advancing and the valiant people are attacking it. And from the days that John the Baptist is preaching until this moment, the kingdom of God, our heaven, has been forcefully advancing in the kingdom. And the violent people are attacking it. The English standard says from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven has suffered violence and the violent had taken it by force. The Berean study Bible said from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven has been subject to violence and that the violent lay claim to it. The King James Bible said in the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffered violence and the violent had taken it by force. The New American Standard says this, and from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven has been treated violently, and the violent men have taken it by force. And the NASB 1995 Bible says, from the days of John the Baptist until the kingdom of heaven has suffered violence, and the violent men take it by force. The Amplified Bible, and I like this, from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven has suffered assault and the valiant men seize it by force as a precious prize. Think about that. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffered violent and assault and assault upon it. But the valiant men seize it by force as a precious prize precious prize when John began to preach men and women ran to him and men and women come to know about this Jesus that, that had not spoken in 400 years 
400 years and here comes a man eating honey and wild locusts uh, uh, walking probably beard down to his belly button looked like you and I probably wouldn't put him behind the pulpit he probably looked rugged probably looked rough but 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 he come proclaiming Jesus Christ uh, matter of fact when Je when they finally got enough of John and they put him in jail uh, he kind of began to wonder is Jesus really the one and and he said listen disciples go ask Jesus is he really the one can I tell you Jesus sent his disciples back and said listen go tell him that the blind he blind see the deaf hear the dumb walk the withers restored can I tell you tonight that that same power that was in Jesus's day is the same power that's here we have the power in that authority in that name that's above every name church it doesn't matter what Mike Burton says it matters what this book says tonight and if I can lay claim on it and you can lay claim on it there's not a devil in hell there's not a devil out of hell that can stop the church of the living God which is you and I tonight it's you and I tonight we're the church I'm full of the power of the Holy Ghost Woo! I can lay hands on the sick and the Bible said that they shall recover. Let me tell you church he's not talking to the man across the street. He's talking to the church of the living God. He said ask anything in my name and I'll do it. That's talking about the power of almighty God. Let me tell you we serve a God that's not weak. We serve an all powerful God. When me and brother Miller and another man or another woman or a bunch of us get together he he said uh, if two of you agree on earth is touching any one thing it shall be done the word of God's already declared it we just gotta speak it by faith and receive it in Jesus name I believe there's power in the church that God wants to unleash we got demons, we've got devils all around us in America tonight that's trying to come against the church and trying to attack the church. But let me tell you, there's no attacking the church of the living God. When a group of people gets together, they can't cross the bloodline. Let me tell you, I said they can't cross the bloodline. There was a man the other day that was in his church on Easter, Passover, was trying to speak to his congregation. They was trying to get him to shut his doors uh, he told them police officers he said get out of here I mean get out of my church I mean get out of it now he would not let them come in he walked them down the aisle he told them he said listen you're caving into this world you get out of here you don't have no place in here if you ain't got a warrant you don't come into this place and can I tell you they left the church Ah, he wasn't going to stand for it. And church, I think sometimes we need to stand up and declare God's word. I believe that we should give authority and honor those that's over us tonight. I get it. We should do that. But when they try to come against the word of God, when they try to come against us preaching this infallible, this unchangeable word, I'm telling you it's time that the church rises up. I'm just simply believing that we are full of the power of God. I'm Pentecostal. I'm not ashamed of who I am. I'm not ashamed to speak in tongues. 
He said, listen, I can't go away if I don't send the comforter. He lives in here tonight. I just think we ought to start believing tonight, church. If he sent John the Baptist to prepare the way and Jesus come and Jesus left us with principles and guidelines and things that we must do and things that we must trust him for, then I believe the church has the key to anything that we need. We just got to unlock the keys to the kingdom. That'll hair lip the devil. That'll make him mad. I'd rather have you holding my hand and us praying together against the forces of evil than anything in the world tonight, church. Because I know there's power in prayer. I believe that we can pray and we can make the, 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 the darkness over any city, any people. I believe that it has to leave in Jesus' name. I believe we can decree a thing tonight, church. I don't believe in speaking over a Cadillac and saying, God, I decree that that Cadillac's mine. But when it comes to the kingdom of God, when it comes to God's will, we can pray his will and God will do it. It's not about our will tonight. It's about his will. It's about his plan. Something's moving. Something's shaking. Something's happening. And look, if we're going to be in a fight, we must well be on the Lord's side. If we're going to have to go through this thing, I want to be on the winning side. If I've got to deal with a lot of things that's happening, I want to be on Jesus' side. If I want to die, I want to die for the cause of Calvary tonight. If I want to lay down my life, I want to lay it down for something that's worth laying it down for. And I'm telling you, Jesus is worth it all. And I want to encourage you tonight, church. I I want us to have more power and more authority when we pray. I want us to believe more. I want us to trust more. I want us to rely upon him more. Brother Miller said it the other night. Somebody wanted to get down at the altar and receive the Holy Ghost. Them, Them people would not. They didn't have courtesy back then. They wouldn't let you up if you wanted up. They wouldn't do it. Them ladies had them, you know, back then, no ladies, most, you know, most of them had buns and they had them bobby pins. And they'd shake those bobby pins plumb out of their hair. And you know what? They weren't scared of the devil. If a man, I'm telling you, when I I got saved, I don't know how many I had in me, if I did have any in me. But them little ladies was going to get every devil out of me if there was one in me. They'd say, oh, Jesus, get this devil out of this young man. And I didn't know no better. So, oh, if there's a devil, Jesus, get him out. (laughs) I didn't know. But I'm telling you, I didn't know how to pray either. But when they got done with me, something changed me. Immediately I got changed. I mean, I prayed what they prayed. When they said, Jesus, forgive him, I said, oh, God, forgive me. When they said, Jesus, save him, I said, oh, God, save me. I never talked to God in my life until that night. When they said, deliver him from everything he's got in his life, God, and I I said, oh, God, deliver me. (laughs) My LSD 25 went down to Camo. I want to tell you about the power of God.
My marijuana went down the tube. My sniffing Tulio went away. Everything that was in me that was corrupt, I threw it all away that night. And everybody says he's going to OD, he's going to flip out, and he's going to do this. But I, I want to tell you, I had a new life. I found a new life. I found a new life. And I'm telling you, it's because somebody prayed for me. They had me on their mind. They sacrificed their time. They fell down on their knees and prayed for me. They had no doubt that God would bring me out. That he would change my life and set me free. Well, I'm so glad that somebody prayed for me. Well, somebody prayed for me. They had me on their mind. They sacrificed their time. They fell down on their knees and prayed for me. They had no doubt that God would bring me out, that he would change my life and set me free. Somebody prayed for you. Somebody hit the altars. Somebody knew how to bombard heaven. Somebody knew how to get a hold of the throne room of God. Somebody used to be a prayer warrior and knew how to seek the face of God for your family. And I'm telling you, when God saved me, whoo, did he ever save somebody? I know nobody ever got saved like I did. I know that. But I knew, I knew that something took place in me. I'm like a lot of people. I've been high as you could get. I've done white blotter acid. I've done about some of the hardest drugs you can do. But nothing satisfied me like Jesus did. That's why I didn't go back because there's nothing to go back to. And see, my point is, is that we got the key to this thing. They could be brought out of darkness into a marvelous light. And if we don't do it, who's going to do it? Jesus raised up John the Baptist to just to prepare the way for Jesus to get us to the 21st century. And so God raised us up here tonight for such a time as this. And God said, there's a great opportunity tonight. And what are we going to do with it? Are we going to watch the kingdom of God be advanced? And we're going to go forward? Are we going to say, this is it, God. We're okay right where we're at. I don't know about you, but I didn't come to church for three and a half years and pray on Wednesdays just to say, hey, God, we did it. I want to be a part of the movement of God. God didn't have Brother Miller and Brother Randy's mind about this prayer meeting just, just to have it. He had it for a purpose. And I really feel in my spirit that we're on the edge of a breakthrough. And only God knows what, what is ahead and what he's got planned I want to be right smack dab in the middle of what God's doing. I want to get good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over of the blessings of God.
there's a world outside these walls tonight. And, and we was praying the other night. We was degreeing things. Brother Miller said there's just something about looking over the city there and seeing the world that's lost. And each one of us prayed about things. And I want to win Papa Bluff for Jesus. And then if we need to, we can expand out to other areas. Just like he did, told the people, tarry here in Jerusalem first. Start here. Then you can launch out bigger places. Would you stand with me tonight?